This is Sam's Sports Podcast. I am back, and I want to talk about the games that I watched last night. It's bright and early, Sunday morning, and I have to recap these games that I saw last night. I want to start with the second game because, my God, this thing was filled with fireworks. It was one of the most exciting games I've seen in quite some time. Hell of a game. The night game, the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers. Final score, Arizona won the game 26-20 to in overtime. Woo! But that is not the entire story. There is so much more drama that went along with this game. Let's talk a little bit about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you through the game to the fourth quarter. Because the fourth quarter is where all the excitement happened. So, to start the game off, uh, I don't think things went as perfectly or as swimmingly as Arizona would have liked. When the game started out, I was really expecting Arizona to kind of march down the field, replicate some of the things they did a few weeks ago in Week 16 when they annihilated this Green Bay Packers team 38-8. to But instead, you saw a much tighter contest this time around. It was almost like somebody had just breathed some life into the Green Bay Packers and their defense. Their defense was nasty in the first half, and you really saw it affect how Arizona could move the ball. As a matter of fact, I think Arizona set a record for the fewest amount of yards in a half for every game that they had played this season. So they come out the gate, and right off the bat, Arizona goes three and out. They can't move the ball at all, and Green Bay, you know, kind of comes in and starts, you know, showing them that they can slow them down. It's, it's like, oh, okay, all right, they got to get into a groove here. Packers get the ball. They also go three and out. So there's some good defense to start the game out. Now, the Arizona Cardinals get the ball, and he, here is the thing. Their second possession of the game Green Bay has a, a bad punt on fourth down, or it, it just doesn't go very far. And the Cardinals uh, return the ball well enough so that they actually start their drive in Packer territory. They're like right around midfield, something like that. And they construct a very nice, very well carved out drive. They move down the field and the Cardinals score a touchdown. This was probably some of the best offensive play that I saw them have. Um, you know, at least until the end of the game, or probably more so. This was probably the best drive that they put together all game. Um, they moved down the field. Uh, they, you know, there's not too much field to cover since they're already at uh, midfield, and they end up, uh, Carson Palmer throws a nice little catch to Michael Floyd in the back corner of the end zone where he drops two toes at the very back corner, and it's a touchdown, and it's pretty, and right away, the Cardinals go up 7-0. Uh, so you're starting to feel optimistic. The crowd is getting excited. They give the ball back to the Packers. The Packers um, go three and out, and they punt it away. And so it's like, all right, Arizona's got the ball back. They want to go back down the field. The defense starts to kick back in again. The Cardinals go three and out, and you start to see they can't move the ball as well as you thought they did in that initial drive where they really put something together. They give the ball back to the Packers, and now the Packers really start to kick into gear. It's like that Aaron Rodgers you saw from last week comes back out to play. They start moving down the field. They put together a hell of a drive. Pretty much, I think it was they, I, it was something like a 17-play drive. It gobbled up so much time. They continued to make third-down conversions. It was very pretty. They started on their own five-yard line. But here's the kicker that kind of sticks out. They put together this very long drive, goes all the way down the field. Um, and, ooh, ooh, here's where some excitement starts. During this drive, the Packers get into the red zone, and Aaron Rodgers ends up throwing an interception to Patrick Peterson, which he returns about 90 yards for a touchdown. The whole play gets thrown out the door because of a penalty on the Cardinals. They actually called a penalty 
on Patrick Peterson. So while he was uh, haggling with his defender, he ends up, I, I think they call a pass interference on him before he intercepts the ball and runs it back. So they actually say the entire interception is nullified, never mind, and it actually ends up being an automatic first down for the Packers, which kind of breathes new life into them. But kudos to the Cardinals' defense, even in that red zone. That was something I started to really see, was the red zone defense was about the only defense for the Cardinals that was really showing up to play. Uh, so even as um, the Packers were in the red zone and closing in, they couldn't get a touchdown. They had to kick a field goal. So at this point, it's 7-3. to three. Um, I'm going to rewind a little bit because I, I like moving so quickly. I'm just so excited about this freaking game. But I have to mention that in one of the earlier drives, I think it was two drives ago uh, when the Packers went three and out, Randall Cobb gets hurt. So their number one wide receiver leaves the game. Randall Cobb gets hurt. He gets hit really hard. And a few moments later, you see him on the sidelines spitting up blood. And at this point, they don't know what's wrong with him. They're not sure. They take him back to the locker room, and they essentially say he's out for the game. So now the Packers' number one wide receiver is gone. So they're already kind of working a little bit behind the eight ball. They kick this field goal. They give it back to the Cardinals, and the defense kicks in again. The Cardinals can't move the ball. They end up having to punt it back to the Packers. The Packers once again put together another really long drive of 17 yards, like converting third downs. This was really where you started to feel as though the Packers were completely in control of this game. The Cardinals are going three and out. They're not able to move the ball, and the Packers are be able to move the ball. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now, and Aaron Rodgers is looking like Aaron Rodgers. There's some real positive play. He's, he's tossing passes to these guys like Jeff Janis, uh, and, and, and some guy named Aberdeenians. I don't even know this guy's name, but he's, he's connecting. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's showing up, and all of a sudden, you start to get this feeling like, holy shit, Packers are going to run away with this game. However, they get to the red zone, and the Cardinals' defense kind of stops them in the red zone, and they, only, and they have to kick another field goal. So after two of some of the best drives of the game by the Packers, they only get two field goals out of it, and we go into halftime, and the Cardinals are still winning seven to six. So even though there was all this amazing offense by the Packers where they chewed up all this clock and they moved down the field, the Cardinals were still able to hold them to only field goals, which was the one bright spot I think you could pull away from their defense during the first half. Now we go into uh, the second half and things get a little bit more exciting. The Packers start off with the ball and they don't go very far before Aaron Rodgers gets picked off throws an interception in there, and uh, the Cardinals start to feel really excited. They're like, oh, all right, here we go. This is a, you know, a Carlton Palmer gets the ball right back. He goes three plays, and he promptly throws an interception. So, the, so then it comes right back to the Packers, and there's a real sense of, of shift of momentum here. Now, the Packers do not squander this opportunity. They're in a great field position. Uh, um, or, excuse me, I'm sorry, that's, that's incorrect. They, uh, they get the interception, and they start moving the ball a little bit. But this particular drive is really highlighted by Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, uh, he gets a run play. He breaks through a tackle. He gains a few yards. The next play, they run the exact friggin' play again. And Eddie Lacy rips off a 61-yard run. And this guy, it's, it's a great run, but you also get a chance to see that Eddie Lacy doesn't move very fast. When he breaks out and finds an opening, you see him trucking down. He's like, wop, 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 wop. He's like Pac-Man running down the field. He's just not moving very quickly. And these guys end up catching up with him and tackling him. Uh, however, it doesn't really um, slow down what's happening or, or what's going on. Because in this instance, 
the Green Bay Packers do end up scoring a touchdown. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers finds Jeff Janis in, in the back of the end zone. He tosses it to him. It's a touchdown. So now the Packers have actually taken the lead. The score is 13-7. They're feeling some momentum. Uh, and now we come back to the Cardinals, whose offense starts to really click. This was when the game shifted. It started to move from the Packers, after they scored a touchdown, back to the Cardinals. The Cardinals put together a 10-play drive. They chew up five minutes of the clock, and this is when you start to see Larry Fitzgerald come alive. In the first half, Larry Fitzgerald had one catch for seven yards. In the second half, he ends up having seven catches for 171 yards and a touchdown, okay? He explodes, and it starts with a pass on second down where Carson Palmer throws a 32-yard pass to Larry Fitzgerald down the sideline. That's when you start to see the arena come alive. You start to see real excitement going on. Uh, Carson Palmer, uh, they end up getting an unnecessary roughness penalty. They really move the ball down the field, and it starts to get starts to get a little scary for the Packers. Um, however, here's where the Packers really, you know, they come back to life is that one of these super long drives, this drive, the Cardinals go all the way down the field. They gobble up a lot of clock. They're playing very convincingly. But Carson Palmer, he gets to first and goal, and, you know, he makes a couple of poor throws. He overthrows some people. There's a couple that looked like they should have been interceptions. There was one that was nearly picked off. It started to really get your heart beaten. And they can't get a touchdown. They can't get a touchdown out of this. They end up having to kick a field goal, and they're still losing 13-10. to 10. Packers get the ball back, but Cardinals defense starts to kick into gear. Cardinals defense that's been missing all game, that's played so well all season, shows up, and they get the Packers to go three and out, so they get the ball right back. And now Carson Palmer is really feeling it. He's going down the field. Um, he ends up making a few great plays. He gets down the field, and it's the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they're pretty much in the red zone. They're knocking on the door. They're 10, they're, I think they're at first and goal on the 10-yard line, and fucking Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, fucking Carson Palmer throws an awful, awful interception in the red zone, like an awful one. Oh, my God, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was like a dagger in the heart of the Cardinals fans. To see them go all the way down the field, to see them be able to get so close to putting a touchdown on the board and have Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, Carson Palmer turn the ball over like that. And then everyone starts talking about Carson Palmer. He's never won a game in the playoffs. Does he have what it takes? He's starting to choke. Oh, God, I'm choking talking about it. But uh, the Cardinals defense shows right back up. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, and he and, and they, go, they go seven plays, 23 yards, and they've got to punt it again. So in the fourth quarter and the third quarter, right when that Cardinals defense needed to show up and make stops, they did. They stopped Aaron Rodgers. They get the ball back. And now it's like Carson Palmer has been reinvigorated. After that painful interception, uh, he still went down the field. So now we're looking at one long drive by the Cardinals and then a three and out by the, the Packers. Another long drive by the Cardinals where they intercept in the red zone and a three and out by the Packers. Now another long drive by the Cardinals. 14 plays, 80 yards, seven minutes, and it gets capped off by a touchdown by the Cardinals, but it was a very improbable touchdown. It's first and goal on the nine-yard line, and friggin' um, Carson Palmer throws a pass to, I can't even remember, I think he was trying to go to Larry Fitzgerald or John Brown, and the Packers defender reaches his arm in, the ball 
hits the defender's arm, deflects up into the air, and just happens to fall down and land in Michael Floyd's hands in the end zone. Aaron Rodgers, or I keep, Jesus, I keep saying that. Carson Palmer, forgive me, Carson Palmer was trying to throw to, I think, the one-yard line to move the ball a little bit, but it pops up in the air, and just luckily, it was a lucky play, just falls right into Michael Floyd's hands for a touchdown. And now it's Michael Floyd's second touchdown of the day. The, uh, at this point, the Cardinals take the lead 17-13, to 13, and you're start, the clock is starting to run down, and, and, and the season is starting to end on the Packers. The Packers get the ball. There's about three minutes and 44 seconds left. They're in there. They're all the way back. I think at their, um, I think they're at their own 20. So it was a touchback, and they're down by four points. Aaron Rodgers has to move the the ball down the field, and this drive goes absolutely nowhere. They uh, play four downs. Uh, look at let me look at this. It's uh, four yards, one yard, uh, incomplete, and now it's fourth and five. And Aaron Rodgers throws out to I think James Jones, and he almost catches it, but he doesn't catch it. And it was a real gutsy move. It was essentially the last gasp that they had um, because it was fourth down and they're back in their own territory. So if they, if they don't convert this fourth down, they're essentially giving the ball back to the Cardinals right in, in the red zone. And they do it. They go fourth and five. It's a turnover on downs. The Packers are looking pretty, you know, displeased and uh, pretty much like their season is over. The uh, Cardinals get the ball. And now oh, here's where the fireworks really start to kick in. Cardinals get the ball, and they're on the Packers' 24-yard line. They run for two yards, because at this point, they're chewing up clock. All they need to do is chew up clock. The Packers have one timeout left, and they can pretty much run the clock all the way down to one minute before Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back. But, and we also know that they're at least going to be able to uh, score some points. If not score a touchdown, at least kick a field goal and extend the lead. So... They run the ball, they chew up some clock, Green Bay calls their last timeout. It's second and eight on the Green Bay 22, and the, oh God, the Cardinals throw the ball, and it goes incomplete, and the clock stops. The fucking clock stops. I'm sitting there with my wife and my in-laws screaming, going, why are you throwing the ball? Why are you not running the fucking ball? So on third and eight, they actually decide to run the ball again. They chew up time, and then they end, and, and uh, they go to the two-minute warning. We go to commercial. We come back from commercial. It's fourth down. The Cardinals have to kick a field goal. They kick a field goal. They go up 20-13. to 13. They're up by a full touchdown at this point. And now it's a minute 55. They have to kick the ball back and give it back to the Packers. Holy shit. You remember Aaron Rodgers back in uh, earlier this season? He threw a Hail Mary touchdown to the Detroit Lions, against the Detroit Lions, to Richard Rodgers to win the game on the last play of the game. I think you guys should think about that when you think about the drive that Aaron Rodgers had in the last two minutes of this game. He starts to go down the field, first and 10, incomplete. Second and 10, Aaron Rodgers is sacked. Third and 20, incomplete. Arizona calls timeout. Fourth and 20 from his own frigging end zone, Aaron Rodgers scrambles out of the pocket. He's running away from defenders, and he lobs it down the field to Jeff Janis, who catches the ball and converts it for a first down. At this play, at this point, the Packers are running down the field just so they can frigging spike the ball. Aaron Rodgers ends up psyching out the defense and the referees, opts to not spike the ball, hikes it, 
throws it all the way downfield for an incomplete pass, but it was a penalty on the offense because he didn't get his offensive line set. It was a little bit of, I think, a mental screw-up by the Packers at that point. So the clock stops. The Packers get, I think, a, a illegal formation penalty, and it's first and 15. They're on the Arizona 41-yard line. They're right around midfield, and now there's 12 seconds on the clock. Aaron Rodgers steps back. He throws an incomplete pass. There's officially four seconds on the clock for the game. It's second 15. Aaron Rodgers has one play left. He hikes the ball. All of his guys go downfield. He takes a look, and he just chucks it. Hail Mary style, and guess what? Jeff Janice comes down with the improbable fucking touchdown to tie the goddamn game. With no time left on the clock, you know the Hail Mary's coming, you know you're ready for it, and it was the exact same play. Jeff Janis and two other defenders in the end zone, he backs into the end zone, he boxes them out, he goes up, and he comes down with the ball. Touchdown, Packers. Whoo! They kick the extra point, they go to overtime. And let's be clear here, overtime starts out a little auspiciously. The referee goes up for the coin flip, he throws the coin in the air, and the coin does not flip. It literally goes into the air and then falls down and doesn't even flip. And then all the guys are like, it didn't flip, it didn't flip, it didn't flip. And you see the ref reach down, grab the coin again, and this time he actually flips it. And the Cardinals win the toss and decide to receive the ball. It was strange. It was a really strange moment because you, you weren't sure, as the audience, you weren't really sure what happened. Um... Uh, you weren't sure what the players saw. You're not sure why the ref is picking the freaking coin back up and flipping it again. It, it was strange. Uh, however, they replayed it. The coin did not flip. It didn't really seem like the players were upset about the coin not flipping. It was really, they wanted to have it flip properly. So they get the coin back. They actually flip it. Cardinals win the toss. Cardinals get the ball. And the last set of fireworks happen in overtime. Cardinals get the ball on the first play in overtime. Carson Palmer hikes the ball, the pocket collapses, okay? His offensive line does not give him much protection, and the defense starts to really come into the backfield. Carson Palmer scrambles out of the pocket. A guy who is not very good at scrambling eludes a defender, bumps into his own offensive lineman, eludes another defender, and he's still on his feet, rolls right, throws the ball to a wide-open Larry Fitzgerald, who then proceeds to go down the field, juking and weaving through tacklers, 75 yards to put them first and goal on the five-yard line. It was one of the most craziest plays I think I'd ever seen. I mean, it was a Russell Wilson play. It was a Russell Wilson play by Carson Palmer, who's got a torn ACL twice. He scrambled out of the pocket. Found Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you guys should find this replay of Larry Fitzgerald just deking defenders. It was amazing. It was like he was willing his way to win. He would have run in for the touchdown if it wasn't for the last Packer defender grabbing his ankle at the five-yard line. Oh, man. So then it's first and goal from the five. Uh, um, Carson Palmer tries to throw to Larry Fitzgerald in the back corner. It's incomplete. The next play, he hikes the ball. He ends up throwing a little quick shovel pass to Larry Fitzgerald for like, you know, a little two-yard pass. Uh, you know, sends the whole, I think he does a play fake. It's play action. Sends the whole defense to the right. Throws it over to Larry Fitzgerald for the shovel pass. And Larry Fitzgerald squeaks in to the end zone for the touchdown. Wins the whole game. 
I mean, it was breathtaking. I think he squeaked right in the offensive line. It was pretty. The game was over. And Aaron Rodgers, after all the after all the heroics, after the Hail Mary touchdown again, after the fourth and 20 play, I mean, this thing was exciting. And after all that, he never even got on the field in overtime. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers never even got on the field in overtime. That defense, just three plays and the game was over. Oh, God, after all the, inter- the red zone interceptions, the, the improbable fourth down plays by Aaron Rodgers and the improbable Hail Mary touchdown to see the Cardinals come out with a win. Whoo! I was really one for the ages. I, Larry Fitzgerald's numbers were, were out of control. Out of control. Let's, let's take a look at the numbers real quick. Um, Larry Fitzgerald ends up having eight catches, 176 yards, and a touchdown. Jeff Janis, of all people, really had to step into Randall Cobb's role. He had seven catches, 145 yards, and two touchdowns, including that fourth down conversion and that Hail Mary touchdown. Really exciting. Um, everybody else really played their part. There were costly turnovers on both teams, but in the end, the Cardinals prevailed, and they will be advancing to the NFC Championship game. Whew, that was a hell of a game. I, I think everybody uh, you know, really got a showcase last night, um, and uh, whew, that, was, that was exciting. Let's move on. Let's go on. We talked a lot. I spent a lot of time talking about that. Let's talk about the, the first game of the afternoon, which was the Patriots and the, um, and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. This game... I think I was expecting a closer game and a little bit more, uh, a little bit more fireworks. This game was a, was was I don't know. It kind of went a little bit more to plan. The Patriots came out and really dominated for most of the game. They imposed their will. Um, the Chiefs had a lot of difficulty moving the ball. All of the offensive pieces of the Chiefs really kind of couldn't be as effective. Jeremy Macklin had a good catch in the first half, but. Over the course of the game, you started to see more and more his ankle sprain was really affecting him, and he was more so a bit of a decoy. Um, I think he he caught another big pass in the second half, and he finished the game. I think the fourth quarter, when they were trying to go down the field, uh, Jeremy Macklin was on the sideline. So they were, I think, marred by injury. Um, could not They could not really do much of anything very well on the, uh, on the Patriots. Um, to give you a sense of how this started out, uh, the Patriots lost um, the, the, uh, the opening kickoff coin toss. They end up receiving the ball, and the Patriots went right down the field. Their first possession, 11 plays, 80 yards, 4, minute, four minutes, 37 seconds, and uh, Tom Brady throws a touchdown strike to Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it was like they weren't even trying. Julian Edelman, I think, had about four or five catches on the drive. Julian Edelman was back. He looked great. Um, and then you had uh, the Chiefs had the ball, and this was their first drive. And they actually put together a very nice drive, 17 plays, but it only went for 64 yards. And they chewed up eight and a half minutes of the clock. It was really good to see them converting third downs against this Patriots defense. But it just the thing I have to come back to is it wasn't enough to get a touchdown. They kicked a field goal, and it's 7-3. to three. Then you started to see defenses come back and show up. The Patriots go, they punt the ball, six plays, 14 yards. The Chiefs punt the ball, seven plays, 25 yards. These are kind of long drives. They are drives that are taking up two, three minutes at a time. Patriots punt the ball, they go three and out. Chiefs punt the ball, they go three and out. It's a lot of defense. It's still seven to three at this time. They're they're keeping it close. It's still a pretty tenacious game. (sighs) Then Tom Brady gets the football on his own two-yard line. He drives 98 yards, 11 plays, five and a half minutes, And he ends up doing a one-yard quarterback touchdown sneak. Tom Brady with the rushing touchdown himself. 
Even the play before, he nearly ran it in himself, and they called him down at the one-yard line. He ends up doing a quarterback sneak, and he gets it in. Now, at this point, um, it's 14-3 to Patriots, and you're starting to be like, oh, here we go again. They're running away at the game, and that's about all we need to say about it. Um, Chiefs get the ball. They have a nice long drive, 11 plays, 52 yards. They kick another field goal. They go into halftime losing 14-6. Uh, now the Chiefs get the ball. They put together a pretty nice drive. They start moving down the field, and this is where it really started to – I think this is where me as the fan was like, okay, the Chiefs are not winning this game. No matter what they come out with in the second half, it's just not looking good. They have a nice drive of eight, uh, eight plays, 44 yards, and Niall Davis fumbles it. Running back Niall Davis fumbles the ball, turns it over to the Patriots. It's a very nice – it was close. He looked like he was almost down, but the Patriots picked that thing back up. They poked it out right before his knee hit the ground, and they take the ball back. Um, and, of course, Tom Brady, at this, at this point, it's like it starts to become ugly. He's got the ball. Um, they go down the field. It doesn't even look like they're working that hard. And he throws another touchdown to Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is second touchdown of the day. He breaks the record for most – touchdowns by a tight end in the postseason because he's a friggin' animal. He is huge. I saw him running down the field on, on one of the first catches earlier in the, in the game, and, I mean, he's massive. You try tackling this guy, he's an animal. So they're up 21-6, to six, and the Chiefs, you know, finally put together a really nice drive. They had a nice drive, and you know, b uh, before Niall Davis fumbled it. They get the ball back. They put together a nice drive. They have 12 plays, 80 yards. They chew up six minutes of the clock, and they score a touchdown. It was very pretty. Um, they get actually it was it got exciting. They was fourth down and they had to convert a fourth and three. They get the conversion and it's a first and goal at the ten yard line. And Alex Smith throws a pretty little touchdown pass to Albert Wilson and he makes it twenty four to uh, he makes it twenty one to thirteen. So at least they got on the board. At least they're making things kind of kind of challenging. But the the Patriots were really just slowly grinding them out at this point. Um, <clears throat> Patriots get the ball. They move it about 57 yards. They don't. They the, dr the drive stops. Um, they end up going into the fourth quarter. They kick a field goal. They're up 24-13. The Chiefs go three and out. Patriots get the ball back. They don't go very far. They kick another field goal. It's now 27-13. And then the Chiefs are doing whatever the hell they can. They had. They end up playing all four downs. They turn over the ball on downs. The Patriots go three and out. And then the Chiefs. This is okay. This is their last drive of the game. There is, I think there's six minutes left. There's about six and a half minutes left in the game. And this was typical Andy Reid and the Chiefs, or really typical Andy Reid, clock management. Clock management. They're losing uh, 27 to 13. They're down by two touchdowns. And Andy Reid pretty much spends the rest of the game. It's six and a half minutes left in the game. He spends five minutes and, and 16 seconds driving the ball down the field. All these opportunities where they probably could have stopped the clock or slowed the game down, he didn't. I mean, it was pretty. It, they went down the field. It was a very nice drive. They went 80 yards, and they finished with a touchdown, a very nice one-yard rushing touchdown to Sharkandrick West where they make it 27-20. But at this point, there's a minute left in the game. It was like uh, it was like that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl from '04 all over again, where Donovan McNabb's driving down the field at the end of the game, but there's just there's no time left on the clock. He he scores the touchdown, and it's like all right. So now that there's a minute left in the game, and the odds of us actually winning are you know slim to none, let's do an onside kick. And mind you, the Kansas City Chiefs had not have not had a successful onside kick since 2009. Guess what? The onside kick doesn't work. 
the Patriots recover the ball. They kneel down, run the clock out. The Patriots win 27 to 20. It was a pretty, I don't want to say it was a one-sided game, but the Patriots looked as though they had the whole game in control from start to finish. Uh, Tom Brady was looking spectacular. He ends up throwing 300 yards on the day, two touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski. Um, Something to note about the Patriots in this game, they didn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball. The first drive where Tom Brady goes all the way down the field and throws a touchdown to Rob Gronkowski, they didn't run the ball once. Not at all. He was passing every single down. I'm looking at the the stats right now. They officially ran the ball 14 times. 14 times in the entire game. And Tom Brady threw the ball 42 times. And you know what? They didn't miss a fucking beat. No one cared. Julian Edelman, 10 catches for 100 receiving yards. Rob Gronkowski, 7 catches, 83 yards, 2 touchdowns. And you want to know something else? Keyshawn Martin. Keyshawn Martin had 2 catches in the game, but one of them was a huge 42-yard pass that kept one of the drives alive for the, for the Patriots. And sneaky little thing that the Patriots did right before the, the divisional game started, uh, they signed Keyshawn Martin to a 2-year extension. Just a little sneaky little thing that they threw in there that you're noticing. Um... For Kansas City, they just had a lot of difficulty in all facets of their game. Uh, Their defense, I think, played pretty well, but had trouble running the ball. Uh, Spencer Ware really didn't even get any touches in this game. What you'd been noticing was Sharkandrick West and Spencer Ware kind of sharing the rock. Spencer Ware was not really featured at all in this game. Sharkandrick West had about 17 carries, and Niall Davis was thrown into the mix, but You didn't really see any Spencer Ware. Without Jeremy Macklin in the passing game, you saw a lot of the burden falling to Albert Wilson and Chris Conley, two young guys who really kind of stuck out at times when when Alex Smith was being flushed from the pocket and needed a a receiver to kind of come back and save him, a a receiver to come back and get that catch. Conley and Wilson were kind of standing there. They kind of they looked inexperienced. It was like, hey, come back and help your quarterback. But they just they, they weren't really sure. And there were a lot of plays that kind of ended with an incomplete pass into the, into the sidelines. Um, the real guy who stuck out was Jason Avant, the veteran who's been with Andy Reid for a very long time. Quick little story about Jason Avant. He was on the, the Eagles for a very long time with Andy Reid. Andy Reid leaves. Chip Kelly cuts him. He ends up going to the Carolina Panthers. Doesn't work there. He gets cut. And then he comes back to the Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And he pretty much had the biggest day four of the receivers. He had four catches, 69 receiving yards. He actually led the Chiefs in receiving and had a couple fantastic third down conversion catches. He really earned his money. Um, But something else to think about, Alex Smith had 50 pass attempts. He threw the ball 50 times. That's not what you want Alex Smith doing. That's not his game. That's not the Chiefs game. And I think that's a sign of the fact that they were certainly out of rhythm, that they were definitely being forced into a gameplay that the Patriots were dictating. Um, And also, something else to say about these defenses is, you know, none of the defenses, there was some good defensive play in the game, but none of the defenses really, you know, imposed their will too much. Specifically, the Kansas City defense that had played so well all season could not get to Tom Brady. They had zero sacks on the day. I think they touched Tom Brady once or not very much, maybe Two or three times all game, they even got close to him, but they couldn't get their hands on him at all. I mean, they just could not slow down this Patriots team, and the Patriots took it to them and won a pretty convincing game. So, Patriots won 27-20. to 
uh, they will advance to the AFC Championship game. I'm very proud to say that so far, <laughs> my picks in the playoffs are 6-0. and oh. Yes, that's right. I've picked every single winner so far. <laughs> Hopefully. I'll be able to pick the winners today to give you a quick, a quick uh, refresher of today's game. The first game will be the Seahawks and the Panthers. I'm still picking the Carolina Panthers. And the afternoon game will be the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos. And I'm still picking the Denver Broncos. So those are my selections. Hopefully I can uh, run the first two weekends and go 8-0. Only time will tell. But I think there will be some pretty exciting games. These were some very exciting games to watch uh, yesterday. Uh, Patriots was a good game. Cardinals-Packers was a memorable one for the ages. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to see the games today. I love me some football. We got two more games. Let's gear up. Divisional weekend's almost over, and let's take advantage of it before it's all gone. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk later. Take it easy. Bye-bye.